Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Daryl, I want to bring up something. <clears throat> that was said, and I'll do it in a minute, um, about an 18-game schedule. And Jamal White and I had a really big conversation about that uh, in our post-game show on Spectrum. Um, and we were talking about talent. And the issue was, if you go to 18 games, I'd said to him, because Jerry Jones brought this up today. Jerry Jones said, hey, 18 games, not 20. And I, I said, well, good, go to 18 games. That makes sense. I can't wait to see it. And he goes, well, how are you going to do that? And I said, we just get rid of the preseason. And he was like, you can't get rid of the preseason. And I'm like, yes, you can. They play it in college. They don't have preseason in college. And he's like, this ain't college. And I go, I agree with you. I get that. But his biggest point was that your undrafted free agents will never get a look at regular game speed. And that's why you have to do it. And I said, what's the difference? The Browns aren't really keeping those guys anyway, because if you have a draft round number after your name, you're sticking. Well, I think the 18-game schedule is going to happen. They're going to do 18 games with hopefully a second bye week because that's the concession to give a second bye week in the season. And then because also keep in mind, everybody's going to have to go overseas again. Okay, that's just, you know, part of this or or Mexico where they're going to have to leave the country and and play a a neutral site game uh, or two. and uh, I could see the NFL going to college campuses to play games, uh, you know, where there's 100,000 seats available, things like that, you know, doing more gimmicky type of things. I agree 100% though with Jamel, you can't get rid of the preseason. Maybe you go from three down to two games 
but you got to keep a preseason of some sort or semblance. And then the other thing too, is you're going to see more joint practices. Um, it, it you know, I'm sure they can find some way to make, cause I, I think that joint practices are more beneficial to teams than a preseason game. And honestly, I would televise those have joint practices at the, at, at the stadium. One team comes in to your place for two joint practices. You can sell tickets to it. You can televise it locally. It gives both teams opportunities to work on very specific situations, red zones and short yardage, down and distance, all those uh, type of things. And I think it's you get more accomplished that way than with a quote-unquote preseason game. So I do think that there's some pliability there. My concern, though, is, is getting through it. Like, I mean, I covered a lot of Brown seasons where it was a struggle to get through the 16th game for the, for the organization. And when you have your bottom feeding teams, Andy, uh, that's going to be really, really tough. And additional games means risk of injury to star players. I mean, look at the, the 49ers, my, my goodness, look what's happened to them this year. Um, and I realize it's tough to really predict or control that type of stuff, but I, I do foresee an 18-game schedule. And if Jerry Jones is openly talking about it, that means it's coming. What he is doing, he's dropping the trial balloons. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, That's- no, I, I just think they need to be at even numbers. That's the other thing, too. 17 is just a weird – it's just a weird number to be at. I, like, I, just, I just think you're better off at even numbers when you're trying to determine – Playoffs and, and all not, that. You're other not going to be 500. You're either going to be eight and nine or nine and eight, better or worse than that. You don't like yes. that? No. Okay. No, I can live with 500. I'm okay with that. Okay. Speaking of 500, as we look I, and as, let's look back at the game a little bit more because I, Joe Burrow, and you were going to talk about the win streaks here and the streaks about how Cincinnati continues to roll since Halloween. It's it's amazing. They've won five in a row. We we haven't seen the Browns win five straight games in like 40 years. I think I was in elementary school the last time the Browns won more than four in a row. I'm being a little sarcastic. I think it was 94 that they won four uh five in a row. But it's just it's it's it bewilders me, Andy, that just like normal stuff that happens throughout the NFL here would be milestones for the Browns. That's the thing that just like boggles my mind. I, I, I joke with my friends uh, sometimes. I say, you know, when I want to watch good football, I don't watch the Cleveland Browns. That's why I watch a lot of college football or I'll go to a high school game or I'll, you know, watch after the Browns game, the Sunday night game or, you know, whatever, you know, because I, I, love, the, I love football, but the Browns play so much bad football that if I want my real good football fix, like they're not it. Like they're, they, they've had three out of the last 22, 23 seasons where they've played some, some good football. And that's just, that's not a great ratio. Um, and I, I, I feel bad for fans. Uh, the, the, the Watson progression here is, is I told you so, this is what I thought it would be. Um, I anticipate as we keep going here week to week to week, he's going to continue to play better. 
it wouldn't shock me to see the Browns bounce back and beat the Ravens next weekend. Uh, remember, they're playing Saturday. Just to remind everybody, Saturday, 4.30 at First Energy Stadium. Um, National TV, too. That should make you happy. That means they should show, right? Oh, no, it's NFL. According Network. to what you're saying. NFL Network doesn't count for national TV. It's the only um, game being played at the time, though. It's got to count. Well, I just yeah. It's a part of a big triple header. Come on, man. <laughs> Work with me. Maybe we'll get the same kind of effort we saw against Cincinnati. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, maybe, but I just... Hey, I think if, if they can win, the, I, I mean, I truly think that if you don't cut off your nose to spite your face, they could win the next four games. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So I want to give, I want to toss a couple of bouquets of flowers. First, uh, Miles Garrett for keeping the sack streak going against Joe Burrow. Yep. That's now, uh, I think, seven and five or eight seven. and five, something like that. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, another 100-yard receiving game for him. Eight Although, catches, can I ask you a question? 15. Yeah. He, he, why didn't he use his hands on that pass into the end zone? He used his body rather than his hands. Yeah. We went through that play like ad nauseum after the game. If he uses his hands, that's a touchdown. Yeah. He didn't use his hands. Go ahead, sir. Uh, no, I mean, that's that's the cardinal sin is when you let the ball get to your body. Um, that's why I forget who the receivers coach was for the Browns, but he would run a drill during practice where they they uh, I know we're doing audio right now, but the receivers had to have their hands fully extended away from their body and they would catch the and they'd make the triangle and they'd the catch, O, the Ohio State O. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they and they would they they would not be permitted to use use the the body as a uh, a shield there to to box out, but um, I just I want to give DPJ some love because he, he did have a good game. I mean, I'm not I mean, questioning that for for as critical as I've been of Andrew Barry's draft picks because the kids are not that good. They're consistently inconsistent, and that's and I, I wrote my top takeaways. The way Andrew Barry has drafted these last three years is no way to build a team, and it's no way to sustain a winner. Quite frankly, his draft picks are not good enough. Plain and simple, he's drafted like 22 guys. I got three guys out of the 22 that I think are studs. Then you got another 10 guys that are middle of the road. Sometimes they're going to flash. And then other times they're not going to flash. And then the rest of them are just, they, they probably don't even belong on an NFL roster. Like that, that's, it's just, it's not good enough. Um, but Donovan Peoples-Jones is a sixth round pick, a hell of a find by Andrew Barry. And um, I, I just I think he deserves some love because his game has really uh, elevated. Uh, if you include his punt return yardage, he's he's approaching a thousand yards uh, total yards uh, for the season, um, which uh, 
you know, uh, I, I did not think he was gonna gonna have, but uh, he is. He's he's having a really really good year, and he's shown the ability to catch in traffic too, and make difficult catches. Um, he, you know, his production's not coming in garbage time. He has had meaningful uh, production, so I, I just had to make sure I showed Donovan Peoples Jones some love because he's been really really good this year. I want to throw this out at you too from today's game. Ready? Yep. Before the half, would you have let Cade York no try a sixty-eight yard field goal? Why not? Under no circumstances, no, because he's Why? had he's had too many long kicks blocked, and the reason the kicks are getting blocked is because of the trajectory. He's had low trajectory because he's trying to drive the football, and I was worried. Why'd you draft this guy then? Well, why'd you on. draft him? Well, I didn't draft him to kick 67-yard field goals. I drafted him to kick 57-yarders. Um, I don't know. If there's ever a spot where you hire, you well, you drafted a kicker, that was it. I understand saying, what you're saying. I don't disagree with kick, what you're saying. Blocked but... kick, returned for a touchdown, and then guess what? It really is game over then. So it's a it's a, it's a lack of trust there. Do I think he has the talent or the ability? I, you know, I, I don't want people saying that or thinking that I don't like Cade York or I don't think he's any good. That's not what I'm saying. Just sure. that particular situation with the game being where it was at, they're down 10 points, get into the locker room. Um, I just, I just 67 yard field goal, cold, those, I just, not the right conditions. Maybe if it's indoors, I, I consider it, but not, not outside um, when it's cold. And again, um, he's had some kicks, long kicks blocked because of low trajectory. And the last thing you want in that situation is not only a blocked field goal, but Cincinnati to be able to scoop that thing up and run it down for a touchdown. So that, that was, well, yeah, I mean, you could have been, and and let me bet, let me double down on what you're saying because they had scored right before that, right. Right Right before the half. Yes. And then that, and then if you would have given them the opportunity to score again, and then they got the ball to start the second half, that could have been a 21 point swing pretty quick. So I don't disagree. Yeah. One thing I did get out of the last play, the first half, if I can pause you for a second, like sure. I, I, I would love to see him try one of those at some point just for the hell of it. Right. Right. I just, I, I don't know what the right situation is for that though. That's about as close as it gets though. I, I know, but maybe if the Browns were leading 13 to three, I would have felt differently. And like, the, right. like, ah, the hell would it go for it? You know what? Whatever. Or, if, you know, and you're playing a bad team that, you know, you, 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 you got them down and, if the thing gets blocked or whatever, who cares? I do want to see him try a field goal like that at some point, but Sunday was not the situation to play around with that. All right. I have a, well, let me just do this in 30 seconds. So the one thing I did get out of the the play that they did run was I wanted to see Deshaun Watson try to air the ball out after that. Like I, I, you know, you watch him throw that Hail Mary at the end of the first half. And I'm like, do we have anybody can get downfield real quick second half where Deshaun can show us his arm strength and, you know, throw the ball more than 15, 20 yards, or was that all coverage? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, when they were throwing 15, 20, 25 yards down the field, or he, I, I look, I think he was looking to throw downfield, and that's why you saw him sitting in the pocket as much as he was, and it led to a couple of those sacks and things like that because Bengals were just covering it so well. I, I just, I don't think the opportunities were there. Again, I got to see the the all 22 to really see how things develop down the field because when you're watching on TV – you don't get to see that type of thing, but based on what I was seeing on TV, Andy, it just it looked like the Bengals were dropping everybody back and saying, "Okay, 
read what we're doing and try and beat us with your arm while doing it. And um, for, I would say, two and a half to three quarters worked, worked really, really well. And then Watson kind of started to warm up there in the late third quarter, fourth quarter. But yeah, they're just, I, I don't think there was a lot downfield. So I don't think this is a matter of not allowing Deshaun to show off his arm and, and stuff like that. I just don't know if the opportunities were there for him to do so. All right. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. More post-game mortem. Is that right? Post-mortem on the post-game show. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl. Coming up.